0: and welcome back to Invisible Not Broken. I have a really interesting guest today uh, who contacted me about doing a bit of promotion on Invisible Not Broken, but I wanted to interview him because he has a really interesting story. He started a really interesting dating app, which um, I've been out of that game for a very long time, so I'm curious how that all works. I've been made aware of Dating apps from my my younger people in my life, but I don't really understand, so I'm very curious to hear more. So, if you'd like to tell us your name and what we're doing.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me, Monica. Uh, My name is Nico, and I have a skin condition called tinea versicolor. Um, I was diagnosed with that, um, well, I started seeing symptoms when I was 15 years old, and I wasn't diagnosed until I was about 20, formally diagnosed um which is when i had enough money to go see a doctor
0: Yeah, uh, and let's just take a minute to have my political standpoint for just a moment because this is the podcast and this is what i do we're in the united states between you and i we're gonna
1: get into politics
0: (laughs) yeah we had a great chat on the phone and we we went all the way through all the politics so i just wanted to make sure because we have listeners and thank you so much all over the globe and um Many of you don't have to pay a lot of money to see a doctor. We do, and if you don't have insurance, you have to pay the full price, which can be. I think the last time I had to pay full price it was three hundred dollars just for a visit, not including tests or anything else. So, the first visit yeah. I, saw,
1: I had, I paid. I think two fifty.
0: Yeah, it's that it's was brutal. Oh, and even if you do have insurance, you might have a copay you have to reach, which means you'd have to pay up to – our co-pay is $3,000 a year. Right. So right. we have to pay $3,000 out of pocket before the insurance kicks in at all. So just right. letting so everyone I- know, this is why he waited five years to go see a doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a, an option
0: for me. <laughs> it was not laziness or distraction. This is reality no. of being sick in the United States. Sorry, did not mean to interrupt your flow there, but I thought it was a good thing to point out.
1: Yeah, no, I, we're going to get into more of that. I'm, I'm sure. sure
0: we will. There's no way you and I are not going to get into politics. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yes, yeah, so yes, I was diagnosed at, uh, I guess, 20, 21 ish. And um, well, when I started showing the symptoms, it was back in high school. And as we all know, uh, high school is um, not the Burgle? most forgiving place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. High school's horrible. <laughs> High <laughs> school's a bad place to be. Um, they're not uh, very understanding when it comes to skin conditions. I think our culture in general a bit weird about skin conditions. But, oh, um, that goes, yeah.
0: I'm also a history freak, and that goes really intensely into the 1900s.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: um, I just wanted to ask you, because I am not familiar with your condition. I was trying to look it up, and then I have children who needed my attention this morning. (laughs) Um, Very, very loudly needed my attention this morning. So can you explain how this presents?
1: Sure. So when I first started seeing symptoms, they showed up basically as dark spots on my chest. Um, And the spots, just to give you an idea, they were dark brown, circular, and about the size of a penny. Okay. And um, it, it shows up differently in most people, but it's it's either a white color or a dark color. In my case, it was a dark color. And um, uh, I thought it was just a rash, so I ignored it, thought it would go away on its own. It didn't. Um, pretty quickly, it started spreading. Um, in about a week, it had spreaded across my entire chest. Um, my torso started spreading to my shoulders and my back, and it was the same Spots that went went all over my body, basically. And that's basically uh, how it presents itself, uh, especially initially. Um, Some people uh, get it in a case where it's very scaly and itchy, so it resembles psoriasis a little bit more. Um, When I initially started showing symptoms, it wasn't scaly or itchy. It was just basically a discoloration of the skin. And um, I didn't know what it was, So, but I knew it wasn't going away. So I did the best thing I thought to do, which was to tell my mom because (laughs) that was my doctor basically. Oh,
0: uh, mom's everywhere. We are, we are so many things. Yeah. (laughs) Chauffeurs, cooks, doctors, therapists. We got it going.
1: (laughs) I know. Right. for no pay too. Uh,
0: No pay, no vacation. Um, No (laughs) no respect from our employees. (laughs) Seriously. That's right.
1: That's right. (laughs) So um, none, no one in my family had healthcare. care. Um, so my mom, being resilient, she went to the library and she dug up a couple of medical books and found what it was, at least what she believed it was. And um, she saw that the symptoms and the pictures in the book matched what I had. And she said, OK, that's what you have. And I said, OK, sounds right. And um, she saw that the solution or the treatment was actually Celsun Blue medicated formula, which apparently, I found out later, is actually what doctors recommend. Wow! The dandruff shampoo, yeah. I guess there's a medicated, There's the medicated version, there's a, a certain ingredient in it that kills bacteria on the scalp, which also kills the bacteria in the tinea versicolor. And that's what it is.
0: That is absolutely crazy. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to my yeah. world. Um, it, I, I love that there is something that you could do about it that's drugstore, that's not like a $500 treatment every month, and that doesn't have the. Um, as we have very different conditions, like almost everything that they give me to try says, you know, but could cause death. Like it's nice to right. have something that didn't have. <laughs> did it well, work? Or was it something that uh, just worked a little bit? Great ah. question. <laughs> Great <laughs> question. Because like the first question is, are you going to die from this? Second question is, how much is it going to cost me? Third question is, yeah. does it even work?
1: <laughs> yes. Does it even work? Yeah. Great. The great asterisk. Uh, so it actually worked when I used it the first time. And uh, it worked within about two weeks. Uh, all my spots went away. And the spots stayed away for about a year. And then the next summer, the spots came back. And they looked very similar, but they were they came back larger.
0: <laughs> with a vengeance. And,
1: yeah, with a Spons vengeance. Part so it two, was worse yes. than before. <laughs> all right. And um, I I also found out later that this is the case. When it comes back the second time, it's worse. So this time it was itchy, it was scaly, and um, they spread a lot quicker. They didn't show up on my chest first and then spread, they showed up everywhere all at once. And um, this time I used the sell some blue again, and it did not work.
0: Mm.
1: So the plot thickens, <laughs> and um, it was not working at all. So I thought I'd maybe get some more. That didn't work, and um, I tried it for about a month until I gave up. And I, at that point, I started looking into some other home remedies because I didn't have money to like get medication or anything like that. The only thing I could afford is if the, whatever they sold at Duane Reade or Walgreens or whatever. So that's what I started looking into and um I did not find anything that helped. I used uh certain things like coconut oil and um oregano oil uh apple cider vinegar was another recommendation that's the one that gets
0: like for everything like from cleaning your yeah. drains to like yeah. you have cancer use this <laughs> like that yeah. the coconut and, uh, and the apple cider seem to be the catch-alls for every uh, work at home stuff
1: yeah, I think that's what everyone says. That's I, that's the probably the number one treatment on WebMD, coconut yeah, oil. Or just Pinterest. coconut oil for everything.
0: <laughs> I think that coconut oil and apple cider vinegar are funding Pinterest at this point.
1: <laughs> just Yeah, just use it. I agree. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, so that didn't work. And um, I tried a couple things for about five years until I gave up. And, I'm sorry, about five months until I gave up.
0: Oh, no, five and, months and, and like just, chronic illness time is like five years. It's it's like dog years. It just feels like it goes
1: on yeah. forever. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and um, nothing worked. So I basically lived with it and accepted it at that point. And um, there was nothing I could do, basically. And I lived with it for about five years, like I said, until I was able to get a job and have money to go see a doctor. And uh, I saw the doctor, and he confirmed what it was. He confirmed it was 10 years of color. The, um, the so way your they mom diagnosed
0: brilliant it. brilliant and right
1: yeah like, and that's what i told to your them. mom being brilliant <laughs> exactly i was like great my mom already told me this i didn't have to pay her so <laughs> we can move past this part uh yeah it's a simple diagnosis they take parts of your skin they scrape it off and they test it and they say yeah that's what it is and uh his treatment guess what it was uh, it was blue. <laughs> and blue yeah <laughs> i was like okay buddy uh, my mom already told me this and it doesn't work Um, And I'm paying you, so I'm going to need you to step it up. I'm going to need you to give me something else.
0: Is this when your mom goes to college, becomes a doctor, and is now like...
1: (laughs) Exactly. She should.
0: Yes. And
1: uh, it did it. He was so insistent, though. He was like, no, you have to try this. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to try it because I already tried it. And he, he just kept pushing it on me. I'm like, are they paying you to sell me this? What, what's well, the deal? Well, actually,
0: yes. Uh, that's how a lot of doctors work is that they exactly. have the reps come in. Probably not sell some blue, but they have the reps come in, and the reps are the ones who tell them what the side effects are, and they, they do a lot of very nice things for the doctors to get them to prescribe their medication, which I don't think a lot of people actually know, but that's how most doctors find out about the medications is the reps
1: right the reps and yeah. they come in and they they pay their bills and they give them whatever money they want and they take them on lavish trips and vacations and
0: uh-huh it's just something they don't necessarily advertise and i think it's a good thing to know when your doctor is pushing a medication super hard not sulson awesome blue probably but there's a lot of us who get pushed really dangerous medicines and yeah that, i'm sure absolutely a way of it yeah so he tries to push you on sulson awesome blue you've informed him your mother who's brilliant has already dealt with this and yeah. what was the next step uh
1: i he he was really insistent but um i i said okay i'll get the cells in blue is there something else that you can prescribe and uh he did he prescribed a, an antibiotic which i was very hopeful about and um it didn't work either hmm. um so that didn't work so i eventually went to see another dermatologist um and I got some other pills that were prescribed uh, that didn't work. And that's basically where I am today, just kind of researching and finding different treatments and finding different doctors who can prescribe different things. And hopefully someday I'll find the right combination of treatments that'll work for me. Uh, because some people do. Some people find it uh, and some people don't. Who are, are these people magical
0: do. people who find a treatment <laughs> that works? What, what, what holy grail did they find? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's a weird condition, like, you know, not one size fits all kind of a deal and same with the treatment, I suppose. I guess it depends on everyone's bodies. So, you know, hopefully I'll find mine one day, but if not, um, it is part of me.
0: It, it, it's so much like dating is like the trying to find yeah. the right doctor, the right treatments. It's like, it could, it's, you have to find the one for you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. some of
1: those doctor relationships can be also abusive.
0: They, uh, um, right? <laughs> uh, listen to our, let's see whoever's listening to this, listen to this a few weeks in advance. Um, if you can go back, there's a pain management doctor I just interviewed where we talked about medical PTSD and like uh, the emotional so abuse good. you can get from like doctors. It is crazy. I want to talk to you because you have this condition that's all over your chest and I'm figuring that you went to a school that had the whole changing room locker situation going on. Oh, yes. And for sure. because I know that what you have really did lead you into what you're doing now. And I'm assuming that high school is kind of rough when everyone's starting to date and, um, you know, all the other stuff that goes along with dating and all the, the hormones going. I wonder what it was like for you if you felt self-conscious.
1: Yeah, I certainly did. I mean, throughout high school, I actually didn't even date at all. I I put up a lot of walls and I avoided situations that kind of encouraged me or forced me to take my shirt off at all. And um, I just didn't want to put myself in a situation where I would have to explain it and then have everyone in the world know about it, Mm -hmm. my skin condition. And I mean, looking back on it now as an adult, it may feel silly, but as a high schooler, it's, it can be really intense.
0: Oh God. I remember in high school, you would want to stay home if you had a pimple. Like if it was like anything that could possibly make you different from the other people is like, Oh my God, I will never be seen again. Like,
1: yeah, exactly. So that's what it felt. And I, so I avoided a lot of social activities, obviously included dating or getting intimate and things like that. And I actually didn't start seriously dating until college. And um, the reason is because I was almost forced into it by um, an amazing girl who also had a skin condition. And um, it may seem weird now, but I pushed away that relationship for a long time because I didn't want to convince myself, oddly enough, that I can only date someone else with a skin condition. Mm. Right. And uh, so I was kind of pushing. So, I'm so interested that in that.
0: For- I, I'm very interested in the psychology of like dating with with chronic illness, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's an interesting thing to hear about. So you wanted to like explore other options or?
1: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to feel like I was boxing myself in. Okay. And, um, I eventually lost that battle because she was very convincing and I'm glad I did. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a wonderful relationship and we bonded about things that I probably wouldn't have been able to bond with anyone else about. And it was almost like we got to a point where our skin conditions negated each other. So we didn't have skin conditions when we were together. And uh, we skipped past the whole awkward, uncomfortable parts. And we were able to have, basically, as far as I'm concerned, a normal relationship, quote unquote. (laughs) Are there such things? (laughs) Are there such things? (laughs) Um, Yeah, and it was great. And um, I felt like that was one of the first times in my life where I felt like I learned a lot about myself through her because she was super confident about herself and I wasn't and she was able to like pull me out of that and pull me up with her and um, I learned a lot about myself outside of my condition and a lot of all my positive traits and uh, the things that makes anyone great in a relationship and um, I didn't really have to focus on the whole skin condition part and that was really great and I felt like when I moved on to other relationships and, um, she did as well. I was able to use what she taught me. It was that like initial spark of confidence that she gave me and I used it on in other relationships and not just imp- intimate, but business relationships as well. Just being able to have that confidence. It was really helpful and great. And we're still friends.
0: That's wonderful. This is why I tried yeah. to explain my, I have um teenager and preteen now and, I try to explain to them like relationships when they end, they don't have to be dramatic. They, you can actually yeah. like appreciate what you liked about the person in the beginning and stay friends and it doesn't have to be awful. And it also doesn't have to be forever either. It can be different.
1: Yeah. It's just different. She lives in California.
0: Ah, so. I have to, then that's wonderful. California's fantastic.
1: Yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> I guess that's a good excuse.
0: Hey, California! We we don't have snow. We do not have hurricanes.
1: Yeah, Our subway does
0: not flood.
1: I know California <laughs> is fantastic.
0: As you're speaking to me, for are you okay with people knowing what state you're in?
1: Yeah, I'm in New York.
0: Yeah, which I love too. I like visiting. It's nice to visit.
1: <laughs> in the summer, I guess.
0: No, God, no, 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 no. I would not go anywhere near New York in the summer, no. Uh, May is about the cutoff for New York for me.
1: Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's I have
0: uh, pots, so if it gets hot, I just fall down, which is not good to do in <laughs> New York. You know, Central Park, person on the ground, not good.
1: That's true. That's <laughs> fair. So It would be a miracle if someone helped you.
0: Uh, I have this weird, like, Bambi effect on people. I only met one rude person in Manhattan. The whole time I visited one rude person, that was it. Everyone else was super nice.
1: This is a miracle.
0: I I, should (laughs) should hang
1: out with you more.
0: I I don't know what it is, but like even like very nice people in Central Park came up to me to ask if they could help because I looked confused. I still have my wallet at at the end of it. I still have my cell phone. I was carrying about six grand worth of photography equipment. And I was using my cane, and a very nice man who did not seem to have a home came up to me to ask if he could help me figure out where I was going. I told him I had no cash, no money, but I would appreciate any help. He walked me to where I was going to go and told me to have a nice day. It was lovely. (laughs)
1: Wow, you should tell that story to everyone.
0: Really? Oh, no I mean,
1: one will believe you.
0: <laughs> I go to Paris and everyone's nice to me. I go anywhere. I, I don't know what it is. We just have like the mom face where it's like, oh, she seems sweet. Like, we'll just help her. <laughs>
1: she seems like she's had a rough day. Let's help this lady out. I, I mean,
0: pretty much. Like, if you look at me, you'll see like a dislocated shoulder or a dislocated wrist. I look like I've been beaten pretty badly usually. So <laughs> I think it just is like a pity thing. Like, oh, she's she's had enough going on. Let's just. Move her forward. So after this relationship, was this when you decided to start Lemonade?
1: Right. That's when I had the spark for Lemonade. And I, I kind of came to the realization as I got older that I initially thought that maybe I was just insecure and I should just get over it. But then I started to realize that a lot of people were in the same position that I was. And um, maybe they weren't as lucky to find someone like I found someone to really help them through that rough time and kind of pull them up and help them gain the confidence that they needed, because I, I feel like I was lucky. And um, I thought, well, there should be a community that kind of fosters this uh, behavior where we can have different communities because we do have communities in our health space and chronic illness spaces um that focuses on certain things. Like there are chronic illness communities for moms where you can talk about mom things in a chronic illness.
0: <laughs> zeitgeist. Mom things like coffee versus wine, yes. Yeah,
1: whatever that may be. And um why can't there be uh a dating community that focuses around uh the chronic illness because If you go, I've been on support groups certainly for myself uh, when it comes to health challenges and it's difficult to know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and you can certainly find relationships within those groups, but um, it may not be appropriate to pursue relationships in those groups. So I thought, why not create a community where where it's not only appropriate, it's encouraged because it's the purpose and it's the goal to have a a relationship and to find uh, maybe your soulmate or to find the confidence that you're looking for in the dating, in regards to dating. And we can all help each other out in that way. And it really wasn't just to create a dating app per se, but it was to create a community where we can all kind of help each other out and meet up and talk to each other about dating things specifically. Okay. And to put it into practice.
0: That is, I I misunderstood, which I'm really excited about. This is really cool community. I thought this was more like Tinder, but make sure that you find places with like wheelchair accessible Tinder. So this is Uh, way cooler. This is like an actual community of people able to, to talk about challenges of dating with chronic illness. And if you meet someone in that community, all the better. That,
1: right. We try to make it very, that's what it is. Right. Okay. We try to make it very specific to that.
0: I love that. So what are some of the things that you would recommend for Is It's like, I asked this question to people who are younger because I think dating is a huge question mark when you're like, you know, 13 through however old. Um, and the question always is, is how long do you wait before you tell someone you have a chronic illness? And this dating app takes that, that big question out of the the ballpark.
1: It does. It 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 takes so much pressure away when you go into a dating situation when all cards are on the table and you you're all everyone is basically comfortable with talking about it or maybe you don't want to talk about it but at least it's out there and it's in the world, and um, you know what you're about and you can talk about it. You can not talk about it, but at least there's no cloud hanging over your head where you know that there's going to need to be this big reveal at a certain point.
0: Uh. Oh, that's such a good way to phrase that that, that is so true because like the whole time you're like this is going well this is going well oh but is it still gonna go well after i reveal this huge part of my life
1: right right and so... do, do i want to reveal it when do i reveal it
0: <laughs> see i've lucked out my husband was my best friend for years so he saw all of it before we even like had our first like well, I don't think we had a date. I don't think we ever dated. Like it was just, Mm -hmm. oh, we're attracted, move in, get married a minute later. So that was super lucky. But, um, I, I, the only times I ever dated, that was a huge drama point of telling Mm -hmm. someone how sick I was and having people think that they could deal with it and then decide like when things got really serious that they weren't willing to deal with it. That was super painful.
1: Right. And, you know, when I talk to a lot of people who have found relationships um, like you and I, I have found a relationship also uh, without the help of a community like this, usually the word that people use, including myself, is luck. And I want to <laughs> yes. take that away from it. I want to make it not luck. I want to make it easy. I want to make it clear. And there's a place for it. There's a place to start. It's very easy. It shouldn't be luck. Uh,
0: luck can be a little fickle.
1: Yeah, And, uh, luck
0: can often look like bad luck until you yes. actually get to the good part. Um, yeah, it's, uh, well, you, you were talking about how this condition led you to creating this new community and that's, that's really impressive.
1: Right. And I, I thought I would be the right person to start it. I mean, I, I went through it and I have a bit of credibility and, um, I was able to, and I, I should say that when I had the idea, it wasn't like, uh, a spur of the moment thing where I thought, all right, I'm going to do this because it's a good idea. I grappled with the idea for a really long time because honestly, I wasn't sure if it was something that people would, uh, take kindly to, I, maybe people would take it as offensive because there is a way where you can put that out there and people can not accept it the way you're presenting it. Um,
0: <laughs> you can- hello and people can be offended and take exception Why? to it and not like it's Hard a highly of a offended world right now
1: yeah yeah people yeah people can get a little uh, finicky
0: I guess. <laughs> that's a cute way to put it I like that I will use finicky from now on
1: <laughs> yeah
0: my teenager is not being a pain in the butt he's being finicky He's just
1: being finicky my it's daughter fine. is
0: not being a pill right now she's being finicky I like it I will use this thank you <laughs> it's cute
1: <laughs> yeah So I thought that I can bring my sense of empathy, because I've been through this, to kind of work through all the nuances and navigate the little things that may offend people and present it in a way that hopefully it doesn't.
0: Did you test group it? Did you find places that people did find offense?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I found some people who were not, I wouldn't say offended, but they um, encouraged me to not do it.
0: Oh, anything particular?
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, certain people thought that, especially like some, I guess, influencers online said that it was um, it was a way of boxing people in and um, telling people that they can't date outside of their condition and um, I shouldn't um, promote such an idea. And I didn't take it as bad as they expected it. So I thought that it was a great suggestion and I tried to incorporate that into what I was building and um, I didn't stop what I was doing. I just tried to present it in a way where it certainly didn't show that I was trying to box anyone in because I certainly don't subscribe to that people with health challenges should only date people with health challenges thing. Yeah, right. And I wouldn't want to promote that at all.
0: I hear you. I I was trying to guide you into this because I I wanted to show – there's so many times where people have great ideas and they're worried about offending someone. And then they Mm -hmm. just run backwards when they hear that they've offended someone instead of listening to what the complaint is and then Mm -hmm. seeing if they can change the language of it or see if they can, Mm -hmm. like, move things around. It's not necessarily a stop. It's a just – go forward with sensitivity. And I like that idea. I, I get so frustrated sometimes So people are just like, Oh, they said it was bad. So I'm not going to do it. It's like, okay, deep breath. And mm-hmm. we've certainly here on the podcast, gotten some emails where someone said, look, you're saying this in a way that's offensive to me. It's like, I'm willing to listen. Sure. Tell me how I'm offending right. you. If I, if you can make a good case for how I'm offending you, I will absolutely mm-hmm. do my best to change language. I'm also forgetful. I might screw up. Be nice to me and right. I'll listen.
1: <laughs> right. So, yeah, God forbid I forg- I offend someone I
0: mean, I, <laughs> you, You've heard the podcast I'm good yeah. at it um, <laughs> And you know, there's yeah. been people who disagree with our politics But they've been very kind in talking And I'm very happy to have that discussion
1: um, Wait a minute, who agrees? Who disagrees with your politics?
0: So many <laughs> um, no At least like 80% of my biological family Disagree with, them, <laughs> with my politics <laughs> Wow. i love them we just have very different views and i am happy to listen to someone's views if they're willing to have a discussion and a dialogue that works great for me my own son disagrees with a lot of what i have to say and we have dialogue it's it's not a stop point if someone feels like you're wrong it's just a point to like have a respectful discussion
1: I uh, yeah i disagree with my family on certain things <laughs> but...
0: I, I can imagine
1: yeah, especially, yeah, I, especially when it comes to healthcare. I mean, I have um, one of my best friends is the biggest supporter of Obama and the ACA. And I was so upset. We, we will probably disagree on this. We anyway. probably you, will. But, um, also, yeah.
0: because I'm female, I deeply love Obama's ACA. There is so much I do not like. About Obama, Let me be very clear. There is much oh, I was very furious and angry with. Um, yeah. The ACA, uh, the only reason I'm not furious about it was because I wanted it to go way further than it did. But I understood yeah. that this was a baby step that had been tried by three previous presidents. And no one had ever gotten any of it through before. So this was a baby step forward. That was the only way to go was to make a smaller step. To hope for bigger steps, I don't think anyone could have possibly projected that a cheetah would take over office. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But um, <laughs> as as a woman, I have to say the ACA was the best thing that could have ever happened to us in forcing free birth control, forcing that there would be free breast exams, that there would be free pelvic exams, that cut down the that um, created an amazing rate in catching early breast cancer and early cervical cancer. And if you allow for birth control to be low cost or free, you cut down on a lot of what people who disagreed with the ACA didn't want, which was abortions. And if you cut down on the pregnancy cause, you also cut down on on other stuff. So as a woman, I was very, very grateful for what was included as a force and that you could not charge women more for insurance as we've been charged before.
1: I just wish it had went further. Yeah, like, me too. He initially <laughs> he initially proposed it. It was a really progressive, solid bit. It was it beautiful. So many <laughs> and then he conceded to the <laughs> Republicans and conceded and conceded yeah, for what? Yeah, yeah. That's like that, that that, that, that my whole problem afterwards. with him
0: was the concessions over and yeah. over again for eight, eight years. Um, yeah, that's
1: my. That's okay, my main so we do agree. Word. I just
0: am, I'm grateful that it went somewhere because I grew up um, as an adult when you were probably still a teenager. And when I was an adult I couldn't get health insurance because I had pre-existing conditions. So right. to suddenly like my husband and I getting married, we were always going to be together. That was that was not a question mark. But the reason we got married so quickly was I needed health insurance and I right. didn't qualify for health insurance, so we had to get health insurance through his work and that meant we had to be married. So that's the super romantic reason that we <laughs> we signed a piece of paper. I uh, yeah, ma- weddings marriage things uh, not necessarily my bag, but getting health care and being able to go to a doctor was. So that, that's All a right, super so romantic we- story there.
1: That's sweet. That's adorable. Yes,
0: isn't it, darling? It's one you want to tell the grandkids someday, you know. <laughs> well, Dad proposed to me because I was really sick and I needed to be able to go to the doctor. That—that's—that's that's the
1: one. <laughs> like, come on, buddy. We making this happen or what? <laughs>
0: that, was, that was pretty much it. And we were like, okay, so um, shall we? Uh, we should do this soon, right? Like soon. Oh yeah, yeah. We should. All right. So um, I think we could probably get a wedding together in three months. Let's do this in. Uh, yeah. Let we could do this in three months. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Which was perfect. It was an elopement. It was wonderful. I am I am not the person to wear a poofy dress. It was never gonna happen. Oh, good for you. Oh, all of us who worked in weddings, I was a wedding photographer before I got really sick. and all of us who did wedding stuff professionally, we all eloped. No one had a big wedding.
1: Oh, really? That's so funny.
0: Not a single one of us. It was like absolutely no. <laughs> and when I was doing it, the big spend was like at 50 to a hundred thousand. That was like the the medium to big wedding. I mean, mm-hmm. like, there's no way I'm spending hundred thousand dollars on this. God, yeah, such
1: a, such a crazy industry. You no, know, our uh, yeah. my
0: husband' my wedding cost three thousand dollars, and that included everything: our outfits, the everything. Everything
1: Man, good for you. It was nice. Uh, I, I grew up in an Indian household, so our weddings are very lavish, uh,
0: and days long, <laughs> days and days. I photographed yeah. one, <laughs> it yeah. was beautiful and gorgeous, and I was exhausted.
1: Yeah, it was, it's, it's much. I, I will never do that, <laughs> not in a million years. You say
0: years. never, <laughs>
1: yeah, it will not happen as small as possible.
0: So most of my questions are really around like things like what I have, which are um, physical limitations where your limitations aren't. But do you have any limitations or issues with starting a business?
1: Um, I I think my condition, no, there's no limitations as far as a condition when it comes to business. Um, In contrast, it's actually the reason I started my business. It was actually the advantage that I had that helped me start my business i think without it without my skin condition i don't think i would have started my business at all so yeah it's 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 the complete opposite of of a disability when it comes to that um in general i do think that my adversities are my advantages because i i remember when i used to be in school or even in my workplace i used to look around from with these kids who um had things pretty easily. They had their mm. parents pay for everything, and um, I was not. I had to work, you know, two or three jobs to pay for my tuition, and um, I used I. I was never mad about that. I I used to think these kids are going to be screwed when they graduate. <laughs> They're going to be. I have so much of an advantage when it comes to real world experience. When I get out there, I'm going to be their bosses.
0: You make such a great point. Uh, like, yeah. disability it, it can absolutely limit certain things, but economic disability is a real thing. And uh, economic it's a real disparity, thing. I think that's probably one of the biggest disabilities that there is in this country.
1: Um, it's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm
0: growl (laughs) yeah Yeah, we can afford a trillion dollar tax cut for the rich but god forbid we feed people Uh, the the rich people taking these giant giant tax cuts that's not leeching off of the system the real problem is a single mother who needs food for her kids that's the leeching
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. It's the undocumented immigrant that's that has all the power. That's that's the guy stealing the jobs. Yeah. That's
0: the one taking the neuroscientists' work and they, yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. the one. The one that there was actually a study done here in um, California because we realized so much on agriculture. There's a huge agriculture community here in, in California. And they did open it up to um, for the peach season to have other people come in, like it went out into regular job boards, mm-hmm. there was one Caucasian person who stayed the entire season. No one. Way. <laughs> that was it. Okay. Um, which just makes me want to beat my head against a wall. And um, that we use undocumented labor the way it gets used is cruel. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Sorry, we are so far off topic, but I, I could rant. <laughs> I could rant so much. I just feel uh, I will end this rant with dehumanizing anyone and treating anyone as a person who does not deserve full rights that you would want for yourself, I think is is inhumane and cruel agreed so I think that just sums up almost all of my my political beliefs is that you cannot use something and dehumanize the person providing it. You cannot dehumanize any person who's out there in the world agreed all right and that was that was my big growl
1: yeah. We're we're still on topic. We are still on topic,
0: <laughs> I swear. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. We we could probably go forever on that that one. Um We're
1: on the topic of empathy.
0: Uh oh, my point is is that um when someone has everything, everything is big and it's scary and it doesn't limit anything. When you have limitations, it starts to box things in so you start looking Harder at what's around you, and it's easier to start choosing what your life is going to be if there's a few struggles to get there. Like I worked three jobs to put myself through college, right. so like I that was, and I was pretty privileged. I I was never going to not be okay, but I also wanted to do it myself. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a I had a good like um, backup, but I still worked really hard to get myself through school, and I got straight A's. Where I know a lot of my other friends, that was a lot harder for them because was paid already, and books were paid already, and the apartment was rented under someone. You know, it was, it was different.
1: And they were doing themselves a disservice.
0: I think so. I think so. I think so. But it, I'm also on the other side of it now, where I'm a mom, and I'm looking at my kids, going, "I want to give you everything. I want you to be. I want you to be able to do what you want to do." And that's really hard to say no. It's um, it's very hard on the other side too. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think adversity is what builds character. Adversity is what has gotten me to where I am. A lot of people look at me and they say that I have things badly because I'm undocumented and um, I have a health condition. Um, And some people may think that I have a bad hand, that I was dealt a bad hand, but I don't. I think I was dealt a good hand because of my adversities. It's all of these incredible ingredients that I got because of my adversity and other people who haven't gone through this, they don't, they were never able to achieve the certain things that I have, these certain, these specific traits. I have a specific credibility because I've gone through a special journey that other people haven't gone through. That
0: I have a credibility to
1: speak on this thing.
0: <laughs> you have a credibility to speak on many things. And that's, right. that's wonderful that you're able to do that and to, to give a very visual example to a population that does not necessarily get to be visualized. Right. So I'm going to take us back to dating um, because, like I said, it's been a long, 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 long time. Um, (laughs) What are some of your your advice for people who are dating with a chronic or an invisible illness? Aside from go to your site and sign up immediately, please go to, is it LemonadeApp.com?
1: Lemonadeapp.com, yes. I have that right. And, yet, yeah. um,
0: so head over to our show notes. I'll have a link at the very top. So just right at the, the top, there'll be a little button to press so you can go there. So aside from go there immediately, what are some of the other um, suggestions you have?
1: Yeah, it's... it's um, You shouldn't expect that your illness or health condition or health challenge um, is a uh, a thing that holds you back. It It isn't. It should be seen as a thing that um, blocks out the people that you don't really want in your life anyhow. It should be seen as an advantage. I certainly see mine as an advantage. I was able to find people in my life because of my health condition uh, that I otherwise wouldn't have. And um, No one should ever feel like they can't talk about their health. No one should ever feel like they should have to apologize for their health. If you ever feel like you're in that situation, then you may be with the wrong person.
0: That's for sure.
1: (laughs) Apologizing for your health is not a good thing.
0: And when do you think that if you're dating someone not on your app, someone who's regularly healthy, when do you think you should start disclosing what your illness is?
1: Um, If it's an invisible illness, uh, the thing is... I've heard a lot of people who had invisible illnesses that said it's a good thing because they get to choose who they disclose that information to. So when you're comfortable, I, I've been told that the third date is the best date if you want a number. <laughs> I thought
0: the third date was supposed to be for sex, but okay, third date, number.
1: Well, they, they earn the sex.
0: Ah, oh, there you go.
1: <laughs> when you tell them, that's why, that's why the third date, if you want a number.
0: That's, that, that works well. No, I, my friends are all um, in the dating world, and it's very entertaining for me to listen to all the stories. <laughs> yeah. All right. So is there anything that you want us to talk about that we have not gone over, aside from we could rant about politics for probably the next, like, three hours?
1: I know. I, I don't <laughs> know if I prepared anything to, mean, whatever no, you want No, we're,
0: we're perfectly about. okay. I just wanted to see if there's anything that you had wanted to discuss. And you are a very different person from people I usually talk to, as in that, like, you're your health issues are more quiet and that they don't actually physically limit your your ability to move in the world. And that is really cool. And that's part of the reason I was really excited to talk to you is because um, that is something I don't experience and I don't get to be around very often is the ability to still be able to move easily and freely without anyone seeing if you don't want to. So like the truly invisible.
1: Right. It is truly unless unless <laughs> someone
0: you talked to Lauren, right? Um, from this is not what I ordered.
1: I did. I just um, I just spoke to her last week.
0: Ah, she's one of my favorite people. But she talked about the blessing of it being invisible. I'm like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Like, yeah. I never thought it was a good thing to be for it to be invisible because it it actually creates dangerous things for me when it's when if no one sees my dislocations, they bump into me, and then I can right. dislocate a shoulder by someone like just like shoving me, which is why Manhattan bad, like (laughs) cities with too many people, I can get hurt easily. So it's just interesting to me to talk to someone who's like, there is a health issue, but that it doesn't stop whatever you are physically needing to do.
1: Yeah, it doesn't physically stop me from doing anything. That is true. And that that's positive. And I, I do believe that invisible illnesses can be positives as well. You just have to find it.
0: And Lauren's very good at the positive.
1: Yeah, she is. She's I think of myself positive. as like
0: bright-eyed optimistic, but yeah, she is awesome. <laughs> so her go listen to is Lauren's funny. podcast as well. So this is not what I ordered. I am a big fan of her. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And we thank got you through so some much really for good me. stuff. And now people know more about how to date with chronic illness. That's been a big question that people ask on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Own your purpose. Own your journey. Everyone's on a specific journey, a special journey. And um, I certainly know that I'm on a special journey. So and, you sound uh, like you just
0: read Siddhartha. what is that oh 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 okay well i'll recommend it to everyone um herman hesse uh wrote a book called siddhartha which is my favorite book and i reread it all the time i just ordered it for my teenager in hopes that if it's in the house nearby he might pick it up and read it i have it on my ipad so i can read it all the time but it's very much about the journey like it's um the story of the buddha but it's a fictionalized account and it's this like the journey it's not necessarily the end so try that one it's really good
1: (laughs) I will. I just finished reading um, a book called David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell.
0: Ah, we have it over here on your best purchases under $100 question. Thank you, Tim Ferriss, for that question. That was wonderful.
1: Oh, I did put that there. You did. And the
0: R-Revolution, Bernie Sanders. I I appreciate that one as well.
1: Darn skippy.
0: (laughs) Very curious to see if he's going to run for 2020.
1: I think if, if he runs, he wins.
0: I don't know. We'll see. I was, I was um, pretty ticked off. I, I did support Hillary. I still do support Hillary, but um, I was furious at the DNC. That was, that was yeah. unacceptable. And I was like, why aren't yep. they disbanding? Like, why didn't we all demand that they disband? Like, yeah,
1: they
0: <laughs> Or should. my son's viewpoint, which is we shouldn't have political parties. I, I really do agree with him on that one. There should not I be do. political parties, there should just be viewpoints. And we vote on the viewpoint, not on like, otherwise, we're, we're doing sports teams. Like, that's it. We're just going, go red, go blue. Like I don't like you because this. It's like, I'd rather hear, Is there's plenty of Democrats that I'm like, nah, uh-uh. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I have my conspiracy that there isn't two parties. There's only one party because all the donors, they fund both parties. So.
0: Well, you've heard the, um, the saying that when it, there's the left wing and the right wing, but they're the same bird
1: uh yeah there you go
0: i, I, liked that one. I like, like that oh, i like right. that yay all right well thank yeah. you so much and um i guess we'll just end with our be kind be gentle and be a, badass. be a badass yeah tune in next week and please i love that you listen to the podcast uh, <laughs> please head over to itunes it's still the best place to leave a comment and hit subscribe share us with friends family everyone else we don't advertise so all of our wonderful and warm and fuzzy numbers thank you are because of you